So any anyway, it's been like two and a half months since I had a day off from walking dogs. Oh damn! Uh, and for today's episode, I didn't take any notes because I watched it while I was watching a dog. So All I'm right. just kind of winging it here. I have seen the episode, and it was exactly as exhausting as the last two have been. Uh, yeah, I I'll tell you, Jim... we do rocket through a lot in this episode. Um, I watched it okay. uh, and finished watching it literally 20 minutes ago, uh, and I knew we had a deadline for me to get on the on the thing. So my notes are chock full of incredible typos that I will not be sharing with you and will be deleting. But I just want <laughs> oh, you to know they're there. What? Oh, come on. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll be starting a Patreon where we're going to record a second episode with all the typos left. Oh, in. no, because I am going to delete these. Notes. Oh, but you delete it every time. Too Shit. powerful for you. Release the typo cut, Just mom. De- yeah. Deleting your notes immediately after you speak them out loud is some like wild libertarian <laughs> shit. It's the listen, say what you will about it is it is my my toxic trait. And I will not be stopping. Please, please socialism me out of this problem that I libertarianed myself into. <laughs> I think the government should drop 10 to 15 mil on solving this problem that I made. Yes. For myself. Yes. While skirting also... regulations. Wah, wah. Yeah, like every libertarian. Not just yeah, the submarine also... kind. Uh, literally everyone. Literally everyone. <laughs> oh, God. All the, the New all Republic the has a, a truly phenomenal uh, news news article they wrote about libertarians taking over a town in new hampshire and then that town just being overrun by bears just like really overrun by bears wow because the town <laughs> wow could not could not regulate to stop people from a thing one lady literally did was just like keep a pile of grain in her yard and then chuck a bunch of donuts on top of it so the bears would what? come to her yard in the middle of town yeah and anytime they said to her hey could you not do that she was like this is a libertarian town and you can't make me not do it. If other people don't what like the bears, fucking... that's other people's problems. That's so crazy. That is libertarianism in a nutshell. Oh, also my 13 year old girlfriend should be allowed to marry me. Yep. That's, that's other. Or the government should send me a girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah. Please, be, yeah. please Reg- assign me regular stuff. Um, and, and then is as always in these cases, it becomes infighting where like the people who are trying to make the town, not um not a threat to life and limb. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not full of bears. Are also accusing the other people of being the wrong kind of libertarians. Right. Yeah, oh yeah. fuck. Guys, this is just an Ouroboros. Really libertarian. Really, really phenomenal things happen when people try to get together and make a libertarian paradise. It never ever works and it becomes a like you're the wrong kind of libertarian. No, you're not doing it right. Every time. Uh. Uh, but they don't have time to fight to the death because they also have to figure out why nobody's picking up the trash. <laughs> and why they can't afford streetlights. We also yeah. talked about how they bought that uh, abandoned cruise ship and tried to build a aquatic oh, utopia and ultimately uh, like spent millions of dollars and failed. I love <laughs> That's the Ocean Stutters. I love Ocean Stutters. God, they're so fucking stupid. They were going to make a town in the shape of the Bitcoin symbol. Um, Ew, dude! <laughs> floating on the ocean. <laughs> what? They bought. What is that supposed to do? They bought a cruise oh. ship during the pandemic, and were like, in, "This in is the, be this, the central hub." Yeah. Don't, don't, um, don't forget the part where they bought it in the Mediterranean and had the sail across the Atlantic, and almost failed. Yeah, 
And then Good kept God. realizing there were regulations that made doing this impossible. Like you can't just dump human feces into the ocean in a lot of spots. Yeah. <laughs> Because that's not where it goes. And, like, you, it takes a lot to learn to captain a cruise ship. And nobody wants to just, like, park for three weeks, drive out 20 miles to fucking flush the toilets, drive back. A part of their promise was they were going to generate enough solar electricity for everybody on board to be able to mine their own Bitcoin. Ah. Oh. But also, you are going to be... What the fuck? We've all been on cruise cabins, okay? You are going to be renting your cruise cabin um, like you would That's an apartment. so much money. But you would still yeah. have to buy food from the cafeteria. Wow. <laughs> then, but you get free Bitcoin mining? Like, and also, so, so what happened no is... No country they, like, wanted them anywhere near them. Yeah, at all. No, of course not. <laughs> they, got, they got the cruise ship in into, like... Um, the Atlantic and then realized this was all falling apart and found um, like a, a scrapyard to buy it but they couldn't get the correct permits to sail this scrappable cruise ship to like Argentina where it was going to be scrapped they weren't what? allowed to sail it to there why oh because they're so bad at literally everything they do and I so guess, fair enough one of these guys ended up spending Christmas with just the cruise ship staff on the cruise wow. ship and like making them unlock every room and like going into the engine room. He's like, we'll turn on the, turn on the water slides. This is my cruise oh. ship. I'm going on the water slides, drinking oh. the wine, just like the saddest Christmas I can think of. Honestly, it's like Holy trying shit. to manufacture fun for yourself while people who barely tolerate you have to work for you. Then big <laughs> Jeff Bezos alone on space mountain vibes. <laughs> yeah holy yeah, shit it's, it's been a wild week in current events this wasn't even recent this was like a few years ago i was ago. gonna say that was that was <laughs> several years ago yeah but everybody should know about it because it's fucking insane but can you imagine just being like oh well uh i guess jeremy's not making it to christmas this year he's got his own cruise ship so, so just a, a were we invited a, a brief no recap of current events some dummies blew themselves up in a submarine no, no, no. They blew themselves in. Themselves. Yeah, themselves some in. some dummies paid some guys to do war crimes for them and then got surprised when those guys tried to war crime at them for not being paid. You know, uh, nobody wants to work anymore. That's what I say. Yeah. You know, I think thing. that's also what Some, it, what some dummies agreed to a cage fight. What? Uh, I'm, I'm really sad to report got, I 100% if this happens will pay to view it. Elon Musk and, and Mark Zuckerberg are going to fight each other. Actually, they're actually going to fight they're each other. They're not going they, to. They claim they're going to. They're absolutely not they're going not to. They're not going to do it. Oh my god. I mean, Mar would Mark Zuckerberg be the guy to be, that would be like, I got you for three minutes. <laughs> Bones I honestly ready. Bones am sad to report that I have I have a strong view on this and I think that Zuckerberg would win. Oh, he would absolutely crush think Zuckerberg Musk. would win. Yeah, he is willing to put in work on a thing. Yeah. More yeah. not a lot, but more than Elon Musk is. Yeah. Good yeah, god. Yeah. I feel um, gross for talking about this. Well, let's stop. Yeah. I feel No, it's <laughs> I wait, don't there like is it. Did anybody else see the thing that was like um I think it was like cis and cisgendered are now slurs oh, on Twitter. Oh, that's what Elon, yeah. 
It's, yeah, because everybody keeps calling Elon a, a cis, whatever. Yeah, a cisgendered male because he is. Because he is. It's what he is. It's not a. Oh God. It's not a slur. Anyway. I mean, he is also like uh, a swollen, prolapsed baboon anus, but that is a slur. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah. also, he is that. Yeah, he is also that. That that does make sense. God, what a fucking man child. Um. Okay. Hey, Matthew. Wait, no, hey, wait. Whoa. Wait, wait, wait. Hold whoa, on. Whoa, wait a whoa. second. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa we're whoa, jumping whoa. the gun here. Whoa, 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 Holy whoa. shit. And I'm an expert on uh, fiberglass submarines. <laughs> did you? Wow, okay, I, I listen. We do have to stop talking time. about this. But did you uh, see the the little the little tidbit that like several years ago they installed one of the uh, little little propeller engines backwards on it, and so they took people down to the Titanic wreck and started just driving around in circles on the ocean floor because they couldn't control it right because mm. the one motor was on backwards. Mm, perfect. Yep. They solved uh, it by holding the controller sideways. Whomst <laughs> among just... us has not tilted their controller weird to compensate for drift. Right? I can't listen. I'm so bad at Mario Kart. There's no amount of money I would have in my possession that would make me think going in that thing was a good idea. Yeah, that's being well, controlled by... Just have... Oh, also, get Sterling. a better controller. Oh, I'm so sorry. So sorry. Hold on. Mm, Sterling oh. is very excited. Um, Sterling, Sterling could probably pilot that submarine better than the dude that was. Sterling has been uh, canoeing with us several times, so he knows more about the ocean than anyone involved That's in this true. whole operation. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Sorry. So what happens is my office is on the third floor of our home, mm-hmm. and the uh-huh. windows are are lower down, and I I put a little little ottoman so sterling can lay down and look out the window this does mean that he can see every dog that walks by Uh, yeah there's (laughs) on the ground one dog to rule them all i have to assume screams really intense threats from the sky to these dogs (laughs) on the ground hey who have no idea where the voice of god is coming from hey hey man (laughs) what's your name (laughs) (laughs) fuck you tony (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh god Abraham Lincoln <laughs> what's that string bean fat piece of shit look out look out behind what? you what <laughs> who said that yeah that's what I assume is happening every time <laughs> you string bean? Walk past my house. oh why does the kid you know sketch plays out between two dogs <laughs> oh shit wow. Alright so now Okay alright By the way this is a Riverdale Run Sir It's a podcast with Pep We're also podcast that with Pep. Uh, It's podcast with Pep It's a it's, podcast uh, coming at you at uh, 14.7 pounds per square inch of atmospheric pressure <laughs> Jesus Christ dude Um, Give or take 
give or take. Uh, and it's where my mom and my friend, uh, like, mentally endure a, uh, an episode of Riverdale and then kind of scream into my ear and I get kind of the synopsis of each episode. I don't... And that's about Do we it. scream in your ear or just shout into the no. void? No. No, we really just shout into the void. <laughs> that is the internet. But we have been getting... I mean, obviously, we're getting pings back, so... Real and it's something. Our pain amuses people, but, which is, you know, yeah. all you can hope for, honestly. It's really... I mean, this is... We're like gladiators, basically. Hashtag goals. Just behind microphones. And <laughs> Give them their bread and not, roses. Exactly. And not fighting lions. Instead, fighting the show uh, Riverdale on the CW network. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're, we're now stalling. in, like, week you 30 cowards. of the writer's strike. And, and again, while I wish them nothing but success... I also am really mad that the writers of Riverdale got to do this for nine years. I'm just well, really mad about it. I mean, we've discussed discussed in, in depth about how all the Riverdale writers are just monkeys in suits that have tricked a bunch of corporate execs. So bad at their jobs. You know? You know, like the uh, Fall Out Boy, Thanks for the Memories music video? It's like that. Um. Anyway, what happened last week was nobody could fucking get their story straight ever. They talked about it in a public place. Well, everybody came home, like, after the murder, and everybody was fine except for Betty, who was like, uh, um, there was wine got spilled on my clothes, and that's why, and some of it got on my bra, and that's why I have to go. Okay, goodbye. Um, also, Jughead's totally dead. Super um, extra dead. Absolutely. Yeah, so much dead. For real dead. Holy moly. Yeah. Um, and then they meet up at Pops, and they're like, okay. We got to get our story straight. And then Kevin's like, hey, guys, how we doing? And Archie goes, get the fuck out of here, Kevin. We don't want you here. And then Betty's like, you got to act natural. No, Kevin, come here. And then they foreshadow the musical episode. Is this the musical episode? Uh, no, no, I think like two more probably. Oh, boy. Okay. Um, And then. Two, oh, three more. Boy. Like probably halfway Sterling, through the back half. You're going to get kicked out of this room? Was that him just growling? <laughs> Yeah. He's got a growl. It sounded on like him. a motorcycle driving by. <laughs> it wasn't. It was st- oh my god! It was Sterling. Oh my god! From the sky. This the oh, this dog yeah. weighs like sixteen to eighteen pounds. Does that sound about right? Yeah. Not, no, he's obese. I mean, he weighs thirty. Oh, okay. He's gotten much larger <laughs> since the last time I saw him. Remember, I think we were talking about it last week, where Sterling went to the vet and they found out he was old and fat. Mm. Yep. He's been officially diagnosed as being old and fat. Old and fat and needs some supplements. Um, yep. Anyway. Anyway, he's so, 30 pounds and sounds like a 200 horsepower motorcycle. Yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. What a beast. Um. Oh, God. Oh. FP doesn't know how to ping a phone. Oh, Jesus. He doesn't know how to do <laughs> shit. And also, he doesn't know how to call his kids ever. He doesn't, doesn't um, know anything. There's like a script... Where, like, Betty calls FP, and she's like, well, I haven't seen Jughead. Gonna go pick some stuff up from Stonewall. And then they do some digging, and there's, like, a whole back and forth of, like, but no, you went into the, into the woods last with Jughead. <laughs> but you did. But I saw you. Um, then, uh, what does Veronica do in this episode? I can't remember. Also participates in Gaslighting Us. Oh, yeah, because, well, 
I just remember that there's the search party that's very bad and out in the rain. Mm-hmm. And then they identified it's Jughead's body with uh, Brett and Donna there. But I feel like there's I'm missing a whole bunch. Like there's... Oh, I guess I could open my spreadsheet from last week since your mom doesn't keep any notes. Yeah. I don't. Well, I could also look at the... No, I just... Uh, okay, here comes my There's obviously, like, an Archie and a Veronica storyline that I can't remember. Their story is like, oh, no, maybe Betty did do it. Oh, that's it. That's just the whole thing, is that, like... Oh, they found... Okay, Man. they find, like, a bloody rock, and then they make a bloody rock. That's, yeah, that's Betty's... That's covered in fake blood. ...story. Uh, Archie is joining the Navy, maybe. Who cares? Right. He's not. They'll he was, never talk about it again. joining the Navy. Yeah, that's not gonna happen ever. Uh, yeah, Mary. Hiram, Mary is, is, Hiram is totally for sure dying. one hundred percent for yes. sure. He's got uh, so notes. He's, also, he's writing a will. Oh, and he brings his fucking daughters in for the will reconfiguring. And they fight over who gets to be the executor when neither one should want that job. A lawyer probably will do right, it. Right, because because that's like no money, right? Yeah. Correct. Um, and then, Man, I yeah, forgot how much I hated to... everything about last week's episode, except for the part where Archie's mom is by. Yeah, Archie's mom is by. <laughs> that was the one good thing that happened last week. <laughs> uh, was there something with Shoney? With Shoney? With Shoney? I can't remember. With uh, Cheryl and Tony? Not, not much happened with him, I don't think. Okay, I, that's also what I thought. There was, was there something with the Maple Club still? They're trying to keep that in the in the brain, or no? There was no Maple Club this week. Um, there I, last week. I think I don't know. if anything happened yeah, with remember. the Maple Club, it was that Hermosa found out about it and was trying to use it as a leverage oh, against. Oh right, I thought that was two weeks ago. Maybe that was two weeks she ago. Wore, yeah, I think that was two weeks ago where she wore the wig and then. Veronica did the wig snatch. Mm, right, 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 right. Veronica was was party girl, right. and yeah. So, I believe that's it. Then, um, I I did. FP. Uh, something happens this episode that, if I was paying attention last week and not just angry at everything about this show, I might have noticed <laughs> an interesting detail. Well, um, you were too filled with rage. But I'm too filled too with rage because they're so bad at everything. The idea that they would do one thing right secretly is just not reasonable to us. That's how they get right? you. Like, You're looking at this hand, but this hand's doing all the work, you know? Mm. Misdirection. Um, so, yeah, that's, I, I think, what happened last week. So, yeah, I think so. Woo! Yeah, and I grew increasingly irate because Jughead, Betty, Archie, and Veronica, and all of their parents are all in on this Jughead's faking his death bullshit. And trying to sell us for an entire episode that none of them are a part of it. And it's... Yeah. Well, the... great news. They they get over it real quick. Yeah. Okay, good. So I'm guessing Jughead is back in this episode already? Yeah. They this, didn't even give him a little uh, break. This is season four, episode 15. It was called To Die For. <laughs> yeah, he was dead for literally one episode. Yep. And it was so exhausting God. that I almost was like, you know what? You guys can do this <laughs> podcast, just the two of you forever. <laughs> Fuck this dumb shit. <laughs> Uh, to Die For is a 1995 Nicole Kidman film. Ooh, where, yeah, I remember that one. 
Yeah, me too. It's kind of like a dark comedy campy movie. Uh, Nicole Kidman wants to be uh, on a, a TV newscaster really bad. And she becomes oh. like the weather girl and then decides to start um, interviewing teens for a segment for the news to like get her the cred she needs to be a newscaster, but ends up seducing oh, wow. teens to help her kill her husband. And the proof is, the proof is in the tapes, in the segments she filmed with them. Wow. Yeah, spoilers. Well, um, damn. <laughs> That's involved. <laughs> Alice doesn't seduce any teens, mercifully. No. So none of that really happens aside from a lot of this episode is Alice... Uh, doing doing taped interviews with people. Oh, okay. That's the only thread that's... that's uh, yeah. Okay. Now, in lieu of last the last episode where Jughead's really very dead... Uh-huh. Very, really super actually dead. Super so really, really, very, truly dead. This episode opens with a black screen, white letters, and a quote that says, Life's not an Agatha Christie novel. It's a lot messier. That quote is attributed to Forsyth wow. Jughead Pendleton Jones III, born October 2nd, 2001, died March 18th, 2020. Okay. Which is crazy, because that party was on March 15th. Yeah. <laughs> they it was find his body very much, three days later. Which we know specifically. So Yeah, we they made sure to let us know that it was on the Ides of it March. It was on the Ides of March. Yeah, yeah, the Ides he, of March they, is not. They didn't find a his body for date. a couple of days, right? That doesn't mean that's when he died, but it, yep, that's, sure enough, it's, it's recorded on his forms and all that, right? Yep. Yeah, but like, there's there's so much like forensic science that you can do to determine if, when a body. If it's been three died, days, you like, you can't tell. Exactly oh no! When. No, it's it's too far gone. No, you, you get a window of time, but you it's... you, you oh, can tell okay. uh, pretty close for a certain amount of time it's like a 12 hours or so and then you can say oh, oh okay. it was over 12 hours ago but that's pretty much it gotcha like the the body gets soft and weird for a while and then it like inflates and gets really hard right and then and it then gets soft again and, <laughs> and when it's it gets, soft yeah, again yeah, yeah. then then the, all doesn't... bets are off then you just know that it's it was a long time ago <laughs> <laughs> um, other factors like how long it takes to decompose the based on like the environmental factors around it can help right. to a certain extent but not like to the day right but this isn't a, a forensics podcast no I was it's I, gonna be by the end it, it well that makes sense no but just right there we talked more about real forensics than anyone on this show bothered to research ever oh for sure for sure yeah. for sure uh, so anyway, after that quote fades, we see at, at FP's house, everyone who remains alive is sitting around the kitchen table, not talking to each other, looking sad. Uh, their landline telephone rings, so Betty gets up and answers it, even though it's FP's house, but she lives there. But she lives there, yeah. Yeah. And that, <laughs> it's at this point. The one good thing we... about this television program is FP's house where <laughs> Betty lives. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it is at this point we switch to obvious, uh, like, VHS camera footage. And it is Alice oh. interviewing Betty Sorry. in front of her oh. her broken vanity mirror, uh, explaining that the phone call was <laughs> Yale calling to say that, surprise, they had a new opening. Um, and the implication is that Betty got Jughead slot at Yale because he's so very, really dead. Super. Very much super very, really dead. dead, yeah. 
Yep. Yeah, but of course. Um, I also uh, enjoy that in this episode, multiple times they remind us that video cameras are in fact huge. Like VHS recording video cameras. (laughs) And could not reasonably be hidden across the street from someone's house. (laughs) You're talking about things Jim's going to die mad about. It's going to be that. It's going to be so infuriating when they never even go back to that. I mean, it'll be in the next season. <laughs> They're just gonna it, forget that that whole thing even happened and not ever talk about it again. And it's gonna make no, me so Charles, mad. And we are gonna talk about it again. I guarantee. I that. have, I have faith though that it'll be. It won't be this season, but it'll be next season. They're like setting. They're like sprinkling stuff in. I don't. For next I don't think yeah, they're I mean, gonna pay Charles to be in. in another season of this show. That's true. Oh right, because this season ends and then it's the time jump, right? Oh, I don't. I don't oh, know is about this that. the time jump? Well, this Between is their four and five? Year. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know about that. I just know that Charles sucks so fucking much that why would they bring him back? Well, then. Fair enough. Th- th- these last four episodes are going to be a wild fucking ride because we got to resolve the Jughead storyline and figure out what the fuck's going on with Charles and Chick. Yeah. Mm, or just not. No, <laughs> I think we will. <laughs> it's going to be infuriating. It's going to be, yeah, very bad, but still. Um, okay, so the next the next deal is like Kevin setting up cameras in front of the, the town, Riverdale, a town with pep sign. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, okay. Um, while Alice reports on Jughead's death, and it turns out she is doing a documentary called Murder in a Small Town. And for okay. some reason, Kevin is her cameraman. Yep. And he's taping her with two video cameras, not just one. You gotta well, get those multiple. From the shots. same angle. Nah, they're they're well, two feet apart, both looking straight at her face. I don't understand. You gotta, <laughs> you gotta record <laughs> like, visuals in stereo, dude. That's how it works. He's making fucking three D. He's gonna make yeah, a he's fucking movie of a woman standing and still looking at the camera. <laughs> a magic <Yeah>. eye poster. <laughs> exactly. I don't know why it took you so long to figure it's this a scooter, out. Jim, not a sailboat. <laughs> Oh, That's perhaps the most Jim thing you've said to date. What, that it's a schooner, not a sailboat? <laughs> yeah. Because let me tell you what nobody else gives a shit about. Is it the difference between <laughs> no, a schooner and a sailboat? It's a line from Mallrats. <laughs> oh. He can't see the magic eye picture. And then, but he knows it's a schooner. <laughs> or he oh, knows God. it's a sailboat. <laughs> or something, I don't know. But <laughs> look. He doesn't know that a schooner is a sailboat because he can't see the picture. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> uh, All right. Uh, the next interview, Jim, are you ready? Uh, oh shit, already? It's oh my such god. a throwaway, useless thing. It almost sucks to even be excited about, but I'm ready. All right. It's with Nana Rose. Nana Rose, baby. <laughs> the Nana Rose watch continues. Thanks, Jim. Uh, she's not on not on the rest of this, but there's an interview with Nana Rose uh, wherein Alice says, you know, when did the darkness take hold of this town? Uh, and Nana Rose says, it's, it's always been there. This is a town born in blood. So... It, Thanks, it happened right after we took our wow. Conestoga wagons across New Hampshire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and circled them. And circled them. In 1950. 
when the town was founded. Around, around the pre-existing structure that's Pop's Chocolate Shop. Pop's Chocolate Shop is an eternal sort of it's structure. it's like a fixed point in in time and space. It's a, yeah, it's a fixed <laughs> it point. It has and space. always will exist. <laughs> yep, that's what Pop Chocolate Shop is. Pop Tate is a time uh, lord. Yep. Yeah. Oh, that makes Pop a lot Tate's of sense actually. Lord. The the chocolate shop Speaking is his TARDIS. Pop. The chameleon circuit actually works. <laughs> that's how they fit and it did the Bonnui in the basement. It's dimensionally transcendental. Oh shit. <laughs> we figured it out, guys. Pop Tate is a fucking time lord. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, yeah. Oh my God. It's the only thing that makes uh, sense. Anyway, speaking of Pops, yeah. Betty's at Pops. She's picking up food to go, but she can't leave because here comes Cheryl, who's going to hug her without consent. Uh, Fun. Cheryl says, like, ah, damn, girl, the Blossom family curse finally came for you, and now you are my rival for Queen of Tragedy. What? Yeah, well, Betty, Betty's used to Cheryl, so she just rolls with it, and she's like, oh, okay, well, thank you for that. So Cheryl is not in on it. Yeah. Um, and so then Cheryl uh, says, hey, by the way, I was thinking, um, please don't kill yourself. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Just, and, had, a, just uh, had a thought. And um, Betty says, um, okay, I, um, yep, okay, I won't. And, and Cheryl says that uh, <laughs> she knows that Betty won't because she is putting Betty on suicide watch. And in, in this that episode, means... uh, Cheryl has wildly oscillating opinions about the quality of uh, Jughead's dick. Right here, she thinks it's incredible. <laughs> okay. And a little later, she's going to be like, eh, whatever. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Spenny's like, yeah, listen, uh, that's not a concern. Um, I, If you put me on suicide watch and you never leave my side, that actually would it would have the opposite effect. That would make me want to kill myself. That actually. would, yeah. So You're going to be the cause. That is accurate. So As someone who has been don't... on suicide watch, it sucks. It does not help you. <laughs> Let me have some space, please. And Cheryl goes... <laughs> no. No. Why would I do that? Yeah, so Betty tries to get away. She's like, well, okay, listen, anyway, thank you so much for all of this. Um, I do have to go, though. I have to go to Stonewall and get the rest of Jughead's stuff. And Cheryl says, well, fantastic, I'll drive you. Um, Betty realizes when a battle is a losing battle in this instance, and she uh, concedes, but mm. says that Cheryl has to remain in the car. She has <laughs> to, because we've already... You scene, must. The next scene is the flash oh. forward of Betty packing up Jughead stuff and B double dubs being like, "You got what you wanted, ah. and now you and I are going to Yale without Jughead, and I'm very upset because how Jughead's really truly very dead." I and I can't believe that he's gone. My best and Cheryl friend, wasn't Jughead. in it, so Cheryl was required to then stay in the car. Um, right. Anyway, as Betty's packing up, she has like pictures of her and Jughead. And then um, Jughead's secret society tie pin. And she gets everything in a box. Wow. And she goes to leave and she stops and she looks at the door to Donna and Joan's room. Oh, shit. It's about to go down. Yeah. We have an abrupt tone shift. <laughs> it's going down for because real. Because now it's Archie and Veronica fucking. But things aren't going great. Like All Archie's right. waiting on Veronica's hair. Nobody's really into it. 
so they they take a pause and Veronica says, are you thinking what I'm thinking? And Archie's like, do you mean about Betty? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yep. So they are both thinking about Betty's plan. They're sticking with the thing where they're calling the fancy school kids the Stonies. Mm-hmm. Well, they're actually sticking to it. They're sticking to it this time. Yeah, I didn't see that one coming. That's a that was a shocking twist to me. They go they yeah. go like seventy thirty. They call them preppies a couple of times in this episode, right? It's mostly stonies. Maybe the parents call them preppies. Yeah. Mm. And they stick to stonies because the parents aren't in on this war yet, or are right. they? <gasps> uh, as they're discussing Betty's plans to take down the stonies. Hermosa just walks into Veronica's bedroom. Sure. To say that Veronica's going to be late for school. Then she ogles Archie and says like, oh, but I do understand how you get lost in those abs. Archie looks so uncomfortable. (laughs) Yeah. Because what else would your fucking reaction be? Yeah. He and Veronica both kind of like pull the cover up over his abs. (laughs) Jesus Christ, dude. Yeah. They have one of those special comforters that covers the girl's boobs, but not the dude's stomach. Yep. Right. Uh, TV slash movie uh, comforters. And Archie goes, Haha, I don't think we've met. <laughs> Which Veronica says was actually intentional. Ah. And then Hermos is like, anyway, I'm not done digging up shit on you, Veronica. And I called Barnard and pretended to be Hermione. And you're under investigation. And I will find out why. And I will tell my good daddy. Who is your bad daddy. Wow. <laughs> How can you? Oh, man. So anyway, go to school. And does Veronica say, you're not my mom? Because that's what she should say. <laughs> no. No, that, that ends the scene. All right. Yeah. Uh, we now have an interview tape of FP. And the update on the case is that Dr. Curdle Jr. completed the autopsy. Jughead's cause of death was blunt force trauma. The if, bloody rock is at the lab. If they mention warrant to do an arrest. Dr. Curdle Jr., I don't have to do the the warehouse alarm, yeah he's not right? in, he's not on screen yeah he's just oh okay so they just didn't they didn't bring him back but he's just mentioned he's doing a continuing education at the junior school right he's getting his uh like his PhD keeping, his, in, keeping his certs up junior yeah is a doctorate never mind anyway <laughs> okay now now to fancy school here comes Donna walking down a hallway. Here comes B double dubs coming from the opposite direction. He stops and grabs her arm, and Donna does not like this. She doesn't want Brett to touch her, which I is a mood I fully respect. <laughs> yeah, I, I get that. Yeah, yeah. We I'm all we all can connect with that as a mood. Uh, mm-hmm. But Brett wants to tell Donna that FP is in Donna's room. So Donna goes in and she's like, "You can't be here." And he says, "Well, like this warrant and your headmaster say i can actually so suck it bitch so suck it he didn't even need a warrant he could just come and the school would cooperate yeah you do not have a reasonable expectation of privacy Mm. in a school yeah as a minor Uh, at least yeah uh anyway he has a warrant because they got an anonymous tip that she has something of jugheads and she's like i don't have anything of jugheads whoops there's his tie pin though oh shit and so the rest of this scene is um you remember the energy of of betty being like what why do i have jughead's phone oh um i because i forgot and it was in and anyway i'm so stressed we're getting a, a redux of that energy where Dom's like oh um after jughead got expelled he was like so mad he threw that pin at us and <laughs> fp is just like mm-hmm, okay i don't believe you try again <laughs> you're a lying liar who's faking it 
so yeah. at this point, yeah. <laughs> Donna starts to fake cry, and she says that they were all afraid of, of Betty, and that's why they didn't come forward about how Donna was going to go fuck Brett in the woods. I'm like, no, you weren't. Come on. Um, <laughs> but when they got into the woods, they saw Betty standing over Jughead with a bloody rock, and Veronica and Archie standing around Jughead's body, and, and Brett can tell them the same thing. Yeah. Wow. Yep. And so then we have another scene that we've already seen in a flash forward, which is FP going into the classroom to arrest Betty, Veronica, and Archie. As the teens are being marched down the hallway in handcuffs, Betty's saying that, like, listen, this is the Stoney's move. Everything is fine. We knew they were going to spin out and do something crazy. This is good. This is good. This is yeah. good for us. Veronica and Archie are not very sure about this, but that's Betty's take on it. And Riverdale. Riverdale. Wow, things are fucking heating up, gang. Things are happening. Holy shit. Yeah. I guess for ambiance, the next taped interview was with Pop Tate. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And he basically just says his family sure does love serving milkshakes, and it sure does bum them out when people die. Ah, shucks. And the more people die, the more milkshakes I myself have to consume. Yeah, the more sad I I get. My curse is that I'm lactose intolerant. (laughs) <laughs> I can't <laughs> I can't enjoy the fruits of my own labor. Yeah. Anyway, that nonsense interview aside, we now have the Scooby Gang in a jail cell. Yeah, Pop Pop, where... oh, he, Pop Tate does mention that his family has run the place for generations. Which like what what's he like 55? Since 1652. He's been alive when they... for most of the existence of the town. Nah. He's like that the second right. generation that's worked there. <laughs> like, that's that is plural. That is that's generations. Generations. But yeah. Come on, dude. <laughs> like, no. Technically us, correct is break. the best kind of correct. God damn it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, just uh, exhausting. Yep. <laughs> FP has done some googling about how to do interrogations, <laughs> and he advises to use. <laughs> Is that so? <laughs> that they will be interviewed one at a time. Okay? No oh. group interrogations this time around. So we get a, a quick cut of an Alice self-tape where she says uh, she wasn't in the room for the interrogations, but the sheriff promised her exclusive access. Yeah, exclusive access to dead ass. To uh, dead <laughs> ass, baby. <laughs> uh, also, like, uh, Betty's a minor, so you can't interrogate her without want. her mom there. Um, so we have V being interrogated, Veronica V is being interrogated, Hiram is there, and he basically says to FP, like, leave my daughter alone, okay? Yeah. Then we have Archie and Mary, and apparently every time FP asks Archie a question, Mary says, you don't need to answer that, which really works FP's nerves, and he's like, you can't keep saying that! And then Mary's like, yeah, actually, uh... As the one can. person here with an actual background in law, I'm telling Turns you, out, he can. I know what the fuck I'm doing, and yeah, yeah he doesn't need to fucking answer. One of the two of us has a degree here. Ding dong. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's <boy>. not you. <laughs> He's got a certain degree of stupidity. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> and an aptitude. For being a fucking sheriff. That's the only degree he's got. He's got a degree of stupid. All right, you just broke me. 
That was really funny. <laughs> uh, why, thank you, sir. <laughs> uh, wow, damn, man. okay. This show All right. is so depressing. Um, yeah. <laughs> following, following this, where... Uh, following the scene immediately where Mary says to FP, you don't know shit about fuck. Uh, <laughs> there's a scene where Betty and Alice are alone in the interrogation room and Alice says FP has allowed them this time together without the recorders running, which is what? very illegal. That's so I mean, bad. It's, it's super what you tell the witness to get them to just to spill. spill, right? Because you're allowed to lie to the witness. Oh, God. Like, cops don't have to tell you the truth. Um, ain't that, ain't and at that this point, it. Alice, oh ever the supportive mother, says to Betty, look, I know you did it. It just wasn't on purpose. And I totally get it. I'm always wow. just like a heartbeat away from murder myself. So listen, girl. Oh, my God. It's a whole mood. I know. I have I have an unquenchable thirst for blood, like you. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I have that serial killer gene. Who do you think passed it you on? You might be the one with the serial killer gene, but your mom's the one that definitely has already killed somebody. Oh yeah. Wow. Archie killed a guy, right? Yeah. Yeah, in a boxing match. It was accidental. In, in a boxing match. Like, yeah, that Alice, was. And that was, was accidental. Alice was killed more than one guy, right? Um, Alice killed that guy with the lamp, I think. Uh, oh, and then she shot. She did shoot yeah, so, um, the cult guy. Yeah, so Alice has killed two people. Archie's killed at least one person. Yeah, she killed one tree hill. Um, and Edgar Evernever. Veronica set a dude on fire and caved in his skull. Yep. Are we doing a kill count right now? Yes, because it's relevant yeah, in like a second. Yeah, just for shits and gigs. Oh, yeah. okay, all right. It is relevant. Yeah, yeah. So Jughead like, hasn't kill anybody. A lot right? of the characters on this show have murdered people, <laughs> and yeah, and a, a lot, lot of, of them have done around. it on purpose. <laughs> yeah, like Alice did one by accident and one fully on purpose. Veronica did one totally on purpose. <laughs> yeah, like uh, Veronica's wasn't premeditated, but it was definitely on purpose. <laughs> well, uh... it was self-defense. It was self-defense. I, I categorize that as self-defense. But she's definitely killed a guy. Oh, for <laughs> and sure. And so is Archie. We're not And she talking. fucking We're loved not... it, too. Oh, yeah. She fucking... Veronica she was, so... like, high on sniffing her own farts for at least two episodes after she killed that guy. <laughs> yeah. She finally okay, felt alive. All right. So, as long as we, we have the score settled. Yeah. <laughs> there are many, many killers on this show. Yeah. Many, many, yeah. Several of so them teens. At, at the end of Alice's whack-ass speech where she says to her teen daughter, like, listen, who amongst us hasn't wanted to murder? Um, Come on. FP comes in to say the rock was covered in corn syrup, um, so it was fake blood, and the gang's free to go. Oh, boy. That can't be it. Sorry about no. the motorcycles. It's okay. Mm. Mm. Well, there are a lot of motorcycles. <laughs> Are a lot of are white those, supremacists. Are those, are those dogs or are those actual motorcycles? No, that was actual motorcycles. Ah, damn. All right. So then we got um, B-Dubs. He's he's in his dorm room playing video games because he now has a room to himself since Moose is in the military and Jughead's like, so super very dead. Super very he's dead. He's playing yeah. an old game on like an Atari 2600. I just. This why? Show. <laughs> For why, though? 
Because they don't want you to know what year it is but on they purpose. Said because what then they'd have to do at the continuity. beginning of this episode. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> they actually did do that. Yeah. They did do that. Yeah. And here he is in the year of our science, 2020, playing an also, Atari 2600. How do you think it felt for them to record to like to like film these episodes happening on March fifteenth, twenty twenty, months in advance, and then have yeah. to release them as the world was being locked down? Yeah, yeah, that's real rough. I uh, wow. Yep. So uh, that, that one hits hard. I, it does. Sh- it's it's weird. I'm not certain how far in advance they film, because that might be why this season only has 19 episodes instead of 20. Oh, it is. X. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think the post-production why. process is like a couple of weeks for an episode. All right. Okay. Um, so anyway, we got uh, B-double-dubs playing video games. Donna comes in, and she's like, Brett, don't be such a fucking wasteoid. I hate you. Um, I do anyway, like Betty wasteoid. and her friends... <laughs> Uh, are released because the forensics on the rock came back negative, which is impossible because we watched Jonathan smear Jughead's blood on that rock. Whoa. Uh, So Donna thinks either Betty switched rocks or FP is lying and she's not sure which. Wow. (laughs) Hey, it's both. (laughs) It's probably, yeah. Makes sense that it's both. Uh, So later that night, Betty's sleeping. Her phone rings. She answers it. It's Donna calling to say she figured it out. FP wouldn't help the girl who killed his son, so Jughead isn't dead. Um, And she knows that because that's what she herself, Donna, would have done. And she herself, Donna, is going to prove it. So So Donna is now playing the role of Dark Betty, basically. Yeah, this this is not focusing on the Scooby gang. It's focusing on the the prep gang. Donna has at least figured out that Jughead is alive. Yeah. It is kind of fun to watch her lose her mind about this through the episode. Yeah. That seems very satisfying um, from afar. Well, in addition to us being gaslit by the main characters and their families, Adana has been also for an episode. Oh, fair enough. Like, they've all been trying to make her think she's crazy and and that, (laughs) like, and they've kind of succeeded. Yeah, I mean, they obviously did right there. Yeah. Uh, the next morning, breakfast at FP's house where Betty lives. And Betty comes downstairs and says to FP, the owner of the house, Mr. Jones. What? No, just say, you what? called him FP before. You call you him called Mr. Him. Jones now? I don't know. What is happening? Mr. Ha- Jones and, and me. me. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh. given that Donna thinks that, that Jughead's not dead, uh, she thinks it's time to have a funeral. And FP in true FP fashion is like, yeah, the girls should plan that. Yeah, you, okay, you take care of it, teenage girl. Don't yep. involve me. Yeah, do it up. Uh, at the Lodge residence, we got a little scene here where Hermosa comes into Veronica's bedroom, calls her a jailbird, and gives her a passport for Monica Posh. Oh, God. Really? Yeah, implying that Veronica should really flee with the, the country. Monica Posh? Jesus Christ. Where she got a passport photo of Veronica in that wig, I do not know. Yeah. Good God. Or how in but, the year of our science, 2020, she was able to make a fake passport. Yeah. Like, not, it's not trivial. 
I don't know, man. Oh, I, I don't know. Um, anyway, it doesn't matter because Veronica rips it right up easy peasy. Like those pages aren't laminated or whatever. And says, <laughs> shut up and no. Yeah. It's so hard to rip up a passport. It really is. Yeah. They're and like, by design, because be it really would suck durable. if your passport got ripped up. Yeah. My first passport definitely survived going through the laundry. Wow. Damn. I mean, I have mine in a special special thing. Yeah, but well, that's reasonable. Still. So it's an important yeah. document and you should keep it safe. Yeah. Mine expired uh, during the pandemic and I never got it renewed. Mine expired and I got it renewed during the pandemic, which was great because now the wait to get them renewed is insane. Mm. It does mm. mean I do have um, another nine years living with a passport photo where I look incredibly sweaty uh, around the nose and mouth and like I'm holding my breath while they take my picture. <laughs> Were you, in fact, doing all those things? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Did your mom take it when you were working at the farm or something? No, I, I speed walked <laughs> down to the library. Mm, uh, mm. I was wearing a mask the whole time. They were like, you got to take your mask off to take this picture. And I was like, yeah, no problem. And I held my breath. <laughs> uh, I see. I see. Okay. So, got a quick little vignette at Punch Camp. Uh, the youths aren't coming to Punch Camp because Archie... Um, maybe murder Jughead and Archie says but he didn't though and the kids but, just say yeah. like okay bro nah. <laughs> I didn't murder him but I did totally murder another dude in this very room yeah I wouldn't say I haven't murdered that yeah saying I haven't murdered would be uh, a, he, he another lie. He didn't, he didn't murder him oh okay because that makes it better he <laughs> can't spell manslaughter without laughter that's you know what true that's Alice's motto um uh, here we have an interview with Tony Topaz. And for whatever reason, Tony's reminiscence is like, Jughead and I fucked once and then I realized I was gay. Well, and this is this is where Cheryl is I like, mean, I'm not concerned at all about the quality of Jughead's dick. Where earlier I was convinced that Betty was going to kill herself over it. <laughs> yeah, wow. 100%. <laughs> because the camera then pans over to Cheryl because, of course, you can't interview Tony without Cheryl sitting right there. Of course not. And Cheryl says, like, she, uh, listen, she's, like, not worried at all that uh, Tony and Jughead fucked that one time. Uh, that was in a different era. Okay? Yeah. And then Cheryl is asked, you know, what her reminiscences of, oh, I can't say that word, uh, you know, her thoughts about Jughead. And she uh, says reminiscence. Uh, that she's Pretty decent Hugh Jackman movie. I don't think oh, I've that seen was that one. a good Hugh Jackman yeah. movie. That was a really good. Yeah, I liked, yeah. I liked it. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Cheryl says she's sorry that she called Jughead a hobo that one time. <laughs> Alice says, that, "That's it. That's the best you got." <laughs> Is that it? And Cheryl replies with, "I'm really sorry. I called him a hobo that one time." Perfect. Perfect, Cheryl. Love, love great, every second. Great notes. Great, Cheryl. No notes. Keep it up. Yeah. You're wow. doing the Lord's Just hitting work here. all the... Yeah. Checking all the boxes here, Cheryl. Yep. Fucking love it. Uh, so then we're back at FP's house where Alice and Betty live. And a memorial is Amazing. happening. And Jim, are you ready? Ah, uh, um, shit. I am not yet, but I'm getting there. Okay, no, I'm ready. I'm ready. Oh, okay. All right, Sweat P is back. Oh, 
shit. Uh, I am excited about Sweat P returning. Sweat P, Sweat P. Because we were just oh talking God. about where where our our tall fella might have been. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> does he have a, One does more he... as I lock the phone. <laughs> Is that what that was? That was really I mean, incredible. It was a half, that was a half burnt. <laughs> yeah. That's funny as hell. Um, Jim, do you still have that sweat pee shirt? <laughs> I do. It's here somewhere. Amazing. That's so great. That's great. Matthew Matthew and I did a great job designing that, I think. that yeah. I Yeah. We really, when we put our heads together, Mom, we can do anything. We can do anything. That is, um, that is in true. In the realm of dumb t-shirts. Naturally, the fancy school turds show up at the memorial service. I do just want to mention uh, really quick the amount of flowers that they have at this fake wake is not inconsequential. They spent a lot of money to trick these students into believing that he's dead while also having a closed casket. Big summer blowout. Like, there's so many flowers in this room. Yeah, because Jughead's get... so dead. Oh, and my they God. got a coffin. So like coffins dead. aren't cheap. No, You're gonna borrow a coffin they for the day. It. I, they I, borrowed it. I guess it. a funeral home will lend you a coffin for a day. Yeah, no problem. We could definitely put a dead guy in that coffin after it's been in your well, house. What you have? Well, you, ha- you have to say. Um, oh, why is so it like, not sanitary? Yeah, of course you, you just have to. You have, you have to preface it with it's for a prank. Don't worry. And they're like, slightly oh, okay, used you just have it. coffin. Slightly no one's gonna buy a used coffin. Jim, I think you're entirely wrong. Maybe, yeah, maybe. There's a lot of depressing reasons why, but funerals are very expensive. Yeah, yeah. So they're putting one on for fake. <laughs> yeah, but well, yeah. They're just throwing a bunch of money out the window on this whole convincing uh, they them have to, to make it so deal. <laughs> it's got to be so believable, Jim. I'm, okay, I'm, so the so. fancy school turds come in. Sweat P threatens them. Uh. Betty says, it's fine. FP says that they could come. They're like, ooh, ooh, closed casket. Nice. (laughs) Yeah, he's for real dead in there. For real. Mm -hmm. Um, Betty says the morgue didn't even want them to do that, but it's serpent tradition, so they are allowed to have the closed casket. Thanks. Oh, tradition. Did we mention they're having it in FP's house where the casket is? They're not doing yeah, it at the too. funeral home. They're doing it right in FP's house where the casket lives. No, because it's because it's more money to rent out a funeral home. Yeah, because it's serpent tradition to bring the casket home, I guess. Yeah. I don't I don't know, man. None of, none of this makes any sense. Um and then FP gives a speech, it's whatever. Then it's Betty's at, turn, and for whatever reason, at least she sedate Jughead and put him in there with an open casket. Getting really yeah, Romeo and Juliet on it. What are they gonna um, like take yeah. his pulse? No, they're just gonna walk up and slap him and be like, "Wake up! That's why he, You're not that's dead." Why he him. Yeah, yeah I mean true. they they are doing this because Donna said to Betty because Betty did say when Donna confronted her, she was like, "You fucking saw him in the morgue," and she was like, "I saw a body. Could have been anybody laying there." Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Which like could be anybody. There. True enough. I, I, I can't you fight you on that one. Po- yeah, all right, queen, pop off, but whatever. <laughs> uh, so anyway, FP gives a speech. It's dumb and boring, and he cries and walks away. Then it's Betty's turn. And because she's Betty, and she's trying to do an entrapment, um, she reads a section from 
the Sherlock Holmes novel where Sherlock Holmes and Moriarty allegedly die by going over the falls. How? How? That's her eulogy for Jughead. Very moving and real. Oh, my God. <laughs> They're trying to give it away to people, no? They're trying to give it away that he's Oh, yes, it's going to get worse in the second half of this episode. Fuck me running. Okay. Yep. Uh, then, it's, then it's after the service and the serpents are drinking beer in the kitchen and Hiram shows up. I have to take a minute to give a shout out to Hiram's button down dress shirt. Oh, it's so bad. It really is. It's I so hate bad. it okay. so much. It's a black and uh, gray plaid, uh, but it, the color is white. Oh. Yeah, That's... it looks so weird. It is oh. monstrous. Okay. It is. I mean, sure. So bad. I already oh generally hate shirts where the collar is a different color slash pattern than the shirt itself it's not it's not my favorite thing and in this case mm. the pattern is so bad so so bad damn god damn it um so Hiram says like hey buddy this seems really hard for you and you should maybe take a leave of absence maybe and actually be cool. legally FP shouldn't be doing this investigation at all. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Which Mary somehow also declined to point out to him. Uh, but FP yeah. says, uh, oh, you came to my son's funeral to fire me? Well, you can't fire me. I quit. I quit this case of yep. my son. Uh, then Donna finds so Jughead's sister, Jellybean. We, we don't believe that Hiram is on in on it. So this is actually FP quitting. He's not oh. he's not quitting for show because we we don't believe Hiram is in on it because nobody trusts Hiram. I see. And why should they? Right? Veronica wouldn't bring her bad daddy in on this cuz he's dying of no. nodes. And also you can't, terminally you can't, still can't trust him. Yeah. 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 So uh, so he has just quit his job for real and now can no longer afford to live in his house where Betty also lives. Because Alice is also still unemployed. Yeah, she does not have a job. She's doing this documentary for funsies. Wow. Well, she's hoping to get it, you know, submitted to a film festival, and then... That's really going to change things for her. <laughs> yeah. Really gonna, yeah. Um, just, she's going to skyrocket into the industry. Uh, after FP quits his job, Donna finds JB, and she's like, Hey, ooh, you aren't really sad because your brother isn't really dead, is he? Uh, She's like, that's oh. some big swings, Donna. Yeah, JB also does not shit. look sad. Um, well, I just don't think that girl's a very good actress. That's entirely possible. Uh, yeah, at, at this enough. point, I mean, she Betty is Kitts only like twenty-four. Yeah, <laughs> playing a, and playing a an eleven-year-old or something, a thirteen-year-old. Yeah. Uh, at at this juncture. If Betty's like, okay, Donna, that's fucked up. Yeah, don't. This obviously like is inappropriate behavior, and you have to leave. As Betty is pushing Donna out the door, Donna tells Brett, like, oh, do it, just do it. And Brett rushes for the casket and tries to open it. By rushes, you mean he Christ. shuffles over there. He's like, oh, he yeah, does he the Mr. Leans. Crab walk. He doesn't. He doesn't want to. Uh, Donna's power is is clearly fading. Ah, her grip upon Brett is yeah. um, 
Yeah, it's, it's loosening. Because Archie and Sweat Pea stop him, and they're like, what the hell are you doing? And he's like, well, you, she said do it. You heard her. Well, but you, yeah, I have to. <laughs> he's such a useless I have to do what she turd. says. Such a useless turd. That's I literally his defense. It's ideas. like, she, she told me to. You heard her tell me to. What was I supposed to do? Not do it? Yeah, not yeah, do it? I was just following orders. Yeah. That was over there on the bench. Um, I was over on the bench. Donna's told to control her little pet. So this continues the emasculation of Brett Weston Wallace, and honestly, I'm here for it. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. We Back at the Lodge residence, mm-hmm. uh, Hermosa corners Veronica to say this town has the worst sheriff in existence. Correct. Uh, you just noticed that? And, well, she has really only been in town for a little bit. Fair enough, yeah. And okay. I know all three of you little dweebs told different stories to your parents the night of Jughead's murder. <laughs> You little dweebs. <laughs> uh, this this uh, little uh, montage oh, is me. pretty good. All right. Uh, it, so Hermosa figured this out by uh, she went and hired Mary for legal work and then obviously chit-chatted with her about the events. And then she took Alice a casserole and some sympathy and obviously chit-chatted with her and events. And she knows what her parents heard. Oh, wow. Okay. So she says to Veronica, she wants the truth or she'll have a, like a little dinner where all of the parents sit down and compare notes. Wow. Yep. Okay. I kind of like that. That's a. Wow. Damn. Yeah. It's not, it's not a bad, it's not a bad, you know, series of events. Yeah. Very intriguing. <laughs> Uh, what's so, next? Ah. so by now we also know that Alice is not in on it because she is also untrustworthy. But oh. like from from the way she talks to Betty about like, oh, I know you did it. Like, oh my God, she's, who, who hasn't wanted to murder their boyfriend? She yeah, says. she's like, she's not gaslighting on. us like the entire cast was last episode. This is her like honestly reacting to this situation. Right. Like, for a, a minimum for it to work at all, like, Archie's mom has to be on it, and and FP has to be in on it, and oh, and the whole yeah, gang has gotta... to be in on it. Um, right. Charles, I don't think, is in on it, because why he would is. you trust him? Yeah. But they called him, like, they called him immediately. He's definitely in they on it. They did call him immediately. He took they... the stupid rock to Quantico. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's that's right. He's he's in on it to some amount, at least. Does he know that yeah. Jughead is alive? Is the question? Uh, I I, I mean, believe so. Probably? Yes. Mm. Okay. Again, because uh, in... what they've been doing has been trying to make us believe with all of their might that he is dead. Yeah, of course. It's very stupid and bad. <laughs> Even in scenes uh... where all of the characters that are in on it are isolated and talking about it. They continue to yeah. talk about it as though it was real. God, go! You got it. You got it. Sell it to yourself. Like one hundred percent method. Hurting. My brain is hurting so bad. Yeah, and you haven't even watched it yet. I know, man. It's not good. Um, oh boy. Yep. Okay. okay, are you ready for this next scene? I guess. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's betting the blue and gold offices. Kevin comes in to ask if Jughead is really alive. Betty's like, that's incredibly, incredibly cruel of you to ask, and why would you ask? And it's because yeah, Donna is Donna is spreading the rumor that Jughead's still alive. Fucking 
Okay. Then it's a an interview with Kevin. Ooh, bringing uh, Kevin into the fold. Yeah, the rumor that Jughead is alive is getting traction because everybody wants to believe that it's true. And when they did the unit on Tom Sawyer, uh, Jughead was obsessed with the Four part where ago. Tom Sawyer faked his death and attended his own funeral. Oh. Oh, my gosh. Was he really in disguise at his own funeral? Uh, maybe he was in the casket. I don't know. Oh, okay. I would uh, be really mad. If and then we the have, case. there's so many of these interviews are just like a way to give characters we haven't seen in a while time to get their lines in. Ah, yeah, make sure they get okay. health care this season. <laughs> yeah. They got to right. put so in just enough union hours to stay above the minimum. Yeah. Like, yep. Sweat P is back. It's been a while since we've seen Nana Rose. I mean, Reg is in and out. You know, we haven't seen a lot of Kevin, but we got a lot of Kevin. Here's an interview with Reg. Um, yeah, Reg hasn't Reggie. been in a couple episodes. Yeah. Reg hates the rumors that Jughead's still alive because it would mean that Jughead pulled off the most epic senior prank ever. This is so Reg, and I fucking love it. Yep. It's incredibly I, Reg. And that's the end of that. It's just a little somebody... scene where Reg is like, no, I hate these rumors. Because it means that little dweeb would have done an epic prank. Beow, 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 epic beow. prank. Beow, 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 beow. Yeah, but and I last... had something really cooking for this for this year, and now it's the ruined. Last time we saw Reg was in uh, season four, episode ten. Damn, so it's been it's Jesus. been five five weeks since five since we saw full him. episodes. Yeah, we got to get Good this Lord. is this is exactly why they're doing these taped interviews. Yeah, they got to give they gotta everybody get them a little their, bit of screen their time. time. Yep. Uh, now we got Betty and Archie at Pops, and Betty's saying to Archie, I'm so sad because Jughead's never coming back, and Archie holds mm. her hand across the table and says they'll get through it day by day. Cheryl is a couple booths catty corner over from them, and she sees them holding hands and just goes full Cheryl about it, you know? She's oh, like, oh fuck. my god, they're holding hands. They gotta be fucking. They gotta be fucking. Uh... So the yeah, next day so, at school. So at least right here, they show us that all of their discussions about the murder cover-up at Pops are so that people will overhear it. Right. Of course. So the next day, Cheryl has organized a memorial at Jughead's locker. There's all these pictures okay. and flowers, etc. cetera. Uh, Betty walks up and sees it, and Archie's right behind her, and then she runs away. Then Archie follows her to the music room um, where they hug and... Betty's like, I, I can't do this. I feel so alone. The music room, which again good. has a glass door. Yeah, which yep. again has a... Uh, 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 she just Nobody wants to feel good for room. once. So obviously they make out. Obviously Cheryl takes pictures of it through the door. And oh my God. Then um, proceeds to... She doesn't use TikTok uh, or Twitter. She mass texts the school. Yeah, she she group texts. Not the school, but like the named characters. Mm. Um, sure. Every Somehow she has this group text that has everybody but Archie, Betty, and Veronica in it. I mean, that makes a lot of sense. What? Well, yeah, she makes a new one. <laughs> Obviously, because, you know. Uh, she hashtags it Barchi Rising. But like, a, like an astrological sign? Yeah, kind of. Like a okay, wow. Yep. Uh, so we got we got Barchi rising. Yeah, kind Barchi of kind of in this episode, you see how in the time of 2020, when people were like 
talking about shipping the different characters and and two of the characters breaking up in real life, you can see that all of that Tumblr drama went to the heads of the production staff <laughs> and, oh, sure. and poisoned their mind for like five minutes. They were getting episode. such engagement, Jim. Mm. Mm. And they loved it. Maybe, uh, <laughs> maybe they Cheryl loved it. then goes to find Veronica in the bathroom because she wanted to tell her in person instead of a text. Uh, and Veronica says, Cheryl, we're, we're maple partners. Just out with it. What is it that you want to tell me? We're wow. maple, maple partners? partners. Yeah. Uh, I don't know so why then she says that. It's upsetting. Veronica goes slamming into the senior lounge to confront Betty and Archie. But she's like, ooh, oh the music room, Archie, where you take all your special women. Me, Josie, Jennifer Kiss-a-boy. The kiss Jennifer witch. Jennifer kiss <laughs> And now, <laughs> Betty. The, the one that nobody outside our inner circle knows you fucked until right now. Yeah, yeah. and Kevin, goes, right Kevin looks at her when she says that, like, wait, what? Yeah, like, Kevin what? goes on a real face journey about it. <laughs> yes, it's amazing. That's awesome. The face journeys in this show are. Hey, remember that Kevin time has, like, a that really you, great. You, you got crimed by that teacher who's dead. Yeah. <laughs> Good God. Yep. So that's amazing. Uh, and yeah. how dare Archie prey on their grieving friend? And Betty, it is not your fault. And then Betty stands up and she's like, "Actually, it is my fault. I kissed him." So Veronica does an abrupt pivot to. Um, some a little little like slut shaming and uh, burn in hell. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a great. Uh, I hope Jim that you appreciated this scene of Veronica very obviously faking it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. She's doing a good job here. And on top of Veronica very obviously faking it, as she leaves the room, Tony just kind of lackadaisically goes like, "You tell him, girl. You do it. Like I, I want to be involved in this." Yeah, Tony, Rock, Tony is not in on it, but like, she needs lines. She's got, yeah. yeah, it's a weird delivery if she's not in on it. She's, but she she's, can't be because I don't think that Cheryl is. Yeah, no, she's definitely not in on it as far as we've seen. But mm-hmm. I, again, they're getting late in the season. They know they're about to shut down. They want to get all these people health care for the year. They're not going to shoot season ah. five this year. They know. So like yeah, no one's sure. no one's getting their hours at the end of the year. They got to get them all now before they shut down. <laughs> like so they they got to put people in scenes with lines. They got to get <laughs> however seats. little sense it makes. <laughs> yeah, yep. Tony's delivery of that line is very weird and honestly does not make a lot of sense. Uh, well, but but hey, now we have another good, good job on the production for getting these people in here and getting them yep. their union hours so they they make. We appreciate it. That's that's good of them. Yeah. Uh, okay. So the next it's a, it's another Kevin interview. The the ploy has worked. Okay, there were a lot of closeted Barchi stands out there who were waiting for this, and some people who don't think Bughead ever should have happened. And wow. obviously, obviously, if Jughead was still alive, Betty would never be together with Archie. But since Betty and Archie are together, Jughead actually must be dead. Wow. Damn, this is, uh, this is good shit. So, uh, we have Betty in the blue and gold offices again, and Donna shows up to say, like, haha, nice try. 
But she still knows the Jughead is alive. And she doesn't know where he's hiding. But it has to be somewhere where they can fuck. Uh, because she watched the sex tape and she knows that Betty's down bad. She, she knows that Damn. Jughead's dick is very high quality. Yep. Uh, there's no. She says there's no way Betty can do really, without that that's dick the point for of that more scene. than two hours. It's just like, Betty, I know you're down bad, so he's close by, so I'm just going to stick to you like glue until I find you going to get fucked. Wow. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> I just can't believe that this is this is where we're at now. With This is where we're at. Yeah, this episode so now, this is show. amazing with respect to the quality of Jughead's dick. It's just, <laughs> like, this is not shit that we needed to know about, but... The, just like <laughs> multiple oh. characters are like no his dick is magical no it's good though <laughs> it's, like it's, i can't it's real good <laughs> oh my god uh okay that's hilarious so, the next scene is a betty interview where she acknowledges that donna was Got it. following her and that she had a nightly routine of taking dinner from pops to the fuck bunker to eat alone eat alone uh and then God. we have a scene of donna sneaking into the bunker of course there's a bunch of candles lit because their candle budget's back yep yep and have that's 100 right. candles in the bunker. they got a and a flower she manages there was a bunch of candles yeah, okay. in the funeral also mm. for donna to sneak into the bunker they had to not notice yeah. a lot uh one of the things they had to not notice is the incredible creaking noise the fucking manhole cover makes on the bunker? Yeah, like you right. you see Betty go in there and open it and it, it makes that creaking noise. <laughs> yep. Yeah, so okay. Oh, so she sneaks in while Betty's still in there and not Yeah, she watches Betty go in yes. and then sneaks in behind her. Sneaks. And then sneaks in. Sneaks. Sneaky sneaks. Sneak. Yeah. Uh, and obviously what she finds is Archie and Betty making out. Well, damn. And Donna's told to get the hell out, you pervert. Oh, you perv. Uh, it is at this point in the interview that Alice asks Betty how long she's been meeting Archie at the bunker. And Betty says on tape she needs to tell Alice something off the record. Ooh. Yeah. So Alice puts her hand over the camera? <laughs> no. So then we cut to another Alice self-tape where Alice wow. says, this isn't just about murder. It's about friendship and conspiracy. And when those two things become a highly sophisticated cover-up. So here we go. We're at the tail end of this episode and it's all coming Holy out. Holy shit. Oh my we God. We just can't live with this. Okay. I j yeah. I couldn't live with another episode of them being like, he's dead. He's so dead. Oh my God, you guys. So Extra the next scene is Archie and Veronica in bed, and she's like, was my performance good and sexy? Um, and Archie's like, yes, God, it was so good and sexy. <laughs> yes, babe. So hot. Uh, Veronica says it, her performance in the lounge was thanks to Helen Mirren's master class. Shut up. What? Then Veronica has to check in, and she's like, hey, but like, for real, though, did you like feel anything when you were kissing Betty? And Archie says, nah, bro. Nah, bro. She's my neighbor. <laughs> nah, nah, bro. Best I'm friend. like 17 and a half. I have a boner 94% of the time. <laughs> I couldn't nah, get an extra one for nah. kissing her when I already had one anyway. 
Veronica's like, oh no, that makes oh sense. God. That math checks out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Never mind. Silly silly of me to have asked. Uh so then we have Jughead and Betty in the bunker. Oh my god, you guys. It's Jughead Whoa. and he's alive. Jug what? What? No way. How? Yeah, I'll give you a minute what? to let us sink in. It's such big How? news. Holy shit, I don't what? I can't. I have to what? I have to take a break. I yep. think we have to end it's this a lot. early. It's a lot to take in. I can't. You okay, wow. Jim? What? Oh boy, I'm out of breath. I, I, I just, man, they worked Jesus. so hard to convince us. Yeah. Why would they waste all that they time? They did such a good job too. I, I didn't see it coming alive. ever. It's just so much effort. Holy shit! <laughs> uh, it turns out these kinky freaks. Oh my god! Jughead was underneath the. Underneath the fuck cot. Oh my god. Well, Betty made out with Archie. They're so fucking dirty. Right? How? Ah, these kids. Can you believe? Uh, so. It is discussed that this whole thing is a game of confidence, and when you don't have confidence, you make mistakes. Uh, they also discussed that they, the preppy kids, the fancy school people did actually try to kill Jughead, but his beanie saved his life? Yes. Question mark? What? The extra there's, cushioning uh, there's from actually, the beanie. There's actually three Get question the fuck marks out of here. in my notes oh. after his beanie saved his life, Matthew. Yes. Oh, excellent. His excellent. beanie saved his life from what? The, they clocked from him on the, the head with a rock. Trauma. They did clock him on the head with a rock. They actually did, but yep. his beanie, his knit cap. Yep. Saved his life. Uh, you Save you also do see on his forehead like a a two inch like s- stitched up gash cut yeah. I just can't. I oh oh thoughts are having having a rough time forming themselves in my head because I'm so mad. He didn't even put on two hats like in preparation. Just the one hat. Just the one hat that was. Okay. Uh, we still don't oh, know their motive. That makes me mad. BT Dubs. Well, because he, uh, Jughead. We we uh, don't know. Got contract. We also don't know how or why Jughead knew that they were going to try and kill him that night. Yeah. But like, did so Betty did actually like hit him with a rock. Uh, no. Uh, no, I think Jonathan hit him with a rock. Yeah, honestly. They, oh right, Jonathan. Jonathan hit him with a rock. Yeah, they they mentioned that Jonathan smeared the blood on the rock. Gotcha. So that so then they didn't re tangerine Betty then. No, they say? devil's breathed her. Oh, they dealt right. Sorry. They oh yeah, that happened that was, last week too. I forgot. I did forget about that. I thought that I was. Still we found out that okay. devil's breath is a real thing. Is a real thing. They used yep. Google for the third time ever. Um, well, shit. Is that is there anything else by the way? Oh, there's there's more. Oh yeah, we're not done. There's okay. several several right. more scenes, and the rest of this scene um, is that Betty made Jughead a new beanie, so we don't have to look at him without his beanie again. Thank God. Uh, was it a good idea for Betty to confess to Alice? He's and weird. here we get the list of He's people who people who already knew: FP, Doctor Colonel Junior, Charles, Jellybean, and Mary all are in on it. Mm. So wow, Jesus. Yep. Yeah, so they rightly didn't trust Alice, 
They rightly didn't trust Veronica's family. <laughs> yeah, of course not. <laughs> they, yeah, they were correct. They made only yeah. good choices on who to bring in. Yeah. But it, wait, so... Oh, no, okay. Never mind. That was a dumb thought. So, um, like, some of the scenes of them lying to us were also them lying to Alice, but most of them were them just lying to us. Right, of course. Uh, and time. then Jughead asks a person pertinent question. So, like, when you kissed Archie, did you like that? Oh, my God, guys. <laughs> and Betty also goes, like, nah, bro. Nah, that's my homie over there. <laughs> then we have a, a taped Veronica interview where it's discussed that she gave an amazing performance and she trusts Archie and Betty, so she wasn't worried that anything would happen between them, which means something's definitely going to happen between them. Yes, yes. absolutely. Abso we get a little scene where Archie's doing homework because he can read all of a sudden. Whoa, 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 whoa. Well, kissing <laughs> Betty made him smarter. Made him so much she's smarter. she's so smart. Yeah. And Betty texts to say goodnight, and she hopes she wasn't a bad kisser. Normal stuff. Well, that's just Normal right stuff. off the bat, too, huh? Like, yeah. right away? So then Archie types a response that she was great, and he'd do it any time, and then he edits to just say, you were great, and then they both text goodnight with a kissy face emoji. Jesus Christ. Um, yep. What is happening? They, I guess they couldn't use an eggplant emoji from Archie. No, because I don't think that makes through standards and practices. Yeah, definitely not. For sure not. There's some uh, some CW community guidelines. Then it's a tape that's a panel interview. Oh, all right. Uh, and the question was like, so why did you do all of this? Uh, and Betty says they did it because the the fancy school kids were trying to pin the murder on Betty, and this is psychological warfare. So they need to force the fancy school kids to crack, and they feel like they're going to be fracturing any day now. Oh, okay. Damn. Uh, then we have Donna and and Brett. And Donna's starting to... She is starting to spin out. She comes into Brett's room. She's like, Ooh. I can prove the Jughead is alive. I tailed Betty to the bunker uh, where Betty was making out with Archie. And she had all of these hamburgers. And Brett's like, hamburgers don't prove shit. Have you looked at Archie? <laughs> <laughs> you know how, fucking, how many hamburgers that dude can house? It's that a lot. Can house His metabolism burn, is like wild it never takes a break yeah uh and donna says it, it wasn't that okay it wasn't the hamburgers it was the number of milkshakes there were three milkshakes whoa well archie also needs two milkshakes so yeah, yeah. exactly like <laughs> she she writes writes off. He can eat as many burgers as he wants. He's not gonna drink two milkshakes. Nobody can but drink not, two milkshakes. Not milkshakes. Nobody um, can drink two milkshakes ever. So that's the proof. <laughs> he can easily eat three thousand calories of burgers, but he can't eat fourteen hundred calories of milkshakes. That's insane. <laughs> like that is just that is no. No one can do that. Uh, it's uh, it's a bridge too. It's far, impossible. Yeah. It is at this point that Brett says out loud. Jughead is dead. Well, he says Forsyth. Forsyth. Forsyth is dead, and we killed him. And obviously, Betty's moved on, and maybe you should move on, too. And Donna slaps him and says, um, if he undermines her again, he will go the way of Jonathan. Did they kill Jonathan? Did they kill I, Jonathan? I did look back. Jonathan was not in last week's episode. Okay, I think maybe they killed Jonathan. They absolutely oh killed God, Jonathan. Guys. They made him smash in Jughead's head, and then they smashed in his head. 
And then they killed yeah. him. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, he was the weakest. Uh, in a, Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in well, an abrupt I, change. I mean, he deserved tone. it. He failed to kill Jughead, so like. He didn't do guy. what Donna said to do. Sure. So, get fucked. Uh, in an abrupt change in tone, Hermosa has decided to do some investigating on behalf of Veronica, and she has found dirt on Donna. Oh. Okay. Yeah, I don't know why she would do this. Because, uh, uh, again, for f- for 15 episodes, we have not seen any reason why they would kill him. Right. So they've got to spring it on us. Yeah. Zombie in a closet style. Why is there a zombie Hey-o. in this closet? Because it's scary. <laughs> why, why does Hermosa do this? Because if she doesn't, they have no motive. <laughs> because yep. we haven't ah. checked to you in 14 episodes. <laughs> So we, we cut we to the bunker with the full gang. Jughead is there being alive. Uh, right. And uh, we don't get the information. It's like Donna Sweet is actually, and then it's them looking at papers going, oh my God, if this is true, it's our smoking gun and we know how to take them down. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, she shit. has to be related to Mr. Chipping somehow. Maybe she's married um, to him and she's also Evelyn's age. No, that's... Oh. Uh, Maybe she's also married to Evelyn. That is a Ooh. twist I would be in for. And, and Evelyn has twist. been winter soldiering Donna this whole time. This whole oh, time. Shit. So we still From don't know inside, what uh, Chicken uh, Charles are doing, but at least we now know for sure that Jughead's alive. What oh, Evelyn's also yeah. winter soldiering those two. <laughs> Evelyn is puppet mastering this entire Yeah, thing. she's the villain of the whole season. She's been in one episode. Yeah. Also, why we again? Why would Donna tell Evelyn that Betty killed Jughead? That doesn't. I don't. I don't understand. That happened last week, and it still makes no uh, sense. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, That's got to be a Charles tie-in. Mm. Yeah, because Evelyn says that she's going to jail where they put the boyfriend killers. There's no yep. reason for Evelyn to know that that Betty killed Jughead. Correct. Mm. Uh, and that's the end of the episode. Ta-da. Wow. Look at us. Look at us. Look at this. Who would have thought? At least we don't have to go along with them saying Jughead's dead anymore. Anymore? I mean, at least, yeah, at least it only lasted for an episode. <laughs> Not for, well, like, yeah, more. it's a relief that it was over this quickly because if it was five more episodes, of this, I mean, I it might was have lost my mind. it was kind of fifteen episodes. Mm. Like they've been telling us he's dead for fifteen episodes. <laughs> I, I mean, I he's only actually been of, dead for one episode, but of him doing. Right, of the, interestingly, this was the one episode where Jughead did not have a voiceover in the beginning. In yeah, that is weird. Yeah, he just has a an, a quote about Agatha Christie that's credited to him. Yeah. Did did I talk about last week how the reason they keep talking about Annika Christie is because she actually did like plot out the perfect murder? Uh, no. Oh, maybe. And the, this oh, TV show doesn't have the perfect murder. The the perfect murder is <laughs> is uh it's murder on the Orient Express. It's a murder committed by a committee where everyone is part of the murder and they all alibi right. each other out, so no one is 
like isolatable as the the killer, <laughs> right? You can't get anyone to to admit they're the killer because at least two other people have an alibi for them, and one of those people is their enemy. Like, oh, I hate that guy, but I saw him here, right? Like, and and, and so they they all have one friend and one enemy that has an alibi for them. Everyone in the committee. I see. And so there's nobody. Nobody sticks out as the the person that did it because they all did it and they are all covering for each other. I'll tell you I what, see. that book did blow my mind when I first the first time I read it, and now uh, now I understand like how it's a trope, you know. Sure. Uh, but it's a trope because it was so fucking mind blowing when it first happened. Yeah. 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 I mean, and and it works because you can't compel testimony out of anybody. Right, yeah. like you you can only get them to tell you what they will tell you. You can't make them tell you the truth if they are not going to tell you the truth. So if this whole committee agrees this is the story and they stick to it, then they can all do the murder and all get away with it. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty fucking crazy. Yeah. Um, but Donna can't run a committee. So yeah. no, no, she cannot. Un- yeah. Ta-da. And, Damn. And I don't think the writers of the show have read Murder on the Orient Express. Or seen the movie? Well, probably it would be not. crazy if they did. They're you know? all thirteen years old. Yeah. <laughs> Again, monkeys in suits, just, dressing like people. More and, and more as we go through this season, it feels like when they broke the stories for the episodes, they wrote down like the title of the episode and the movie that the writer of the episode should watch before writing the episode. But ah. they didn't tell any of the writers what happens in any other episode of the season. No, never. And it's such a weird way to try to assemble this whole perfect murder situation yeah yeah <laughs> like, it just it's real bad um okay so just for a recap coherent threads <laughs> for a recap jughead's alive the scooby gang is um all in on it jughead and archie or sorry uh betty and archie are like starting to get some feels for each other after the the grift and they are totally going to feel each other. Oh, for sure. Um, I look forward to, to Betty and Donna making out. That's going to be sweet. Uh, That'll be a, a bright spot in this season. Yeah. When that definitely happens, Just trying to give us probably in the next episode to look forward to. Uh, That's got to happen at least in the next two episodes, right? That that can't wait much longer. It's gotta be. Yeah. It's gotta be in that. Um, so anyway, I think... Um, also, they, uh, they're they going to have to kill Joan. Joan... Um, Joan's the other girl of their preppy right. conspiracy. Yes. They're going to have to kill her. Yeah, it's, it's probably in her contract for her to die. Um, like, they'll find a reason to kill her. She was part of the, the frame-up. She planted the thing on Betty. The oh, Jughead's right, yeah. phone. So they got to kill her. Otherwise, she can say that she planted the Squeal. phone. Yeah. Uh, Donna's um, probably got to kill Brett. So like she's she's, she's got to make try. Donna's got to make Brett kill Joan, and then Donna's probably got to try to kill Brett or or succeed in killing Brett. I think Brett's going to defect just because he's a spineless coward. Mm, that, that's yeah. reasonable. Yeah. Well, how many? Hold on. How many are there? That's Brett, Donna, Jonathan, and Joan. Joan. And, Joan. and Jonathan's dead. Joan. Yeah. Jonathan wasn't in this episode, really so she's probably also dead. So is she, is there one more that we're missing? Or is she trying to recreate the Stonewall 5 um, in like a The thing? fifth would be. Uh, would be her, No, right? it would be uh, Jughead. Well, we no, also, don't forget Jughead. Moose. 
Oh, yeah. But Moose so, is no, alive. She's he just, just trying he to... just left. Yeah, is he, though? Uh, we've seen him. I don't know if... Right? We've oh, seen right. him alive he since back. we he came assumed back. he was dead. Right. He, he was in so this... uh, some episode. Okay, well, if, if Moose was dead, then it would be a... I would have... St- I feel like it would have some legs for me to say that Donna's just trying to do another... Make it a Stonewall 10 real quick. But I don't think... Stonewall 10? Yeah, just a quick Stonewall 10. Um, um, yeah, Moose Moose was anyway. back in episode four. Ah, okay. Um, yeah, when, when, when he couldn't go to school. Yeah, but he... No, episode four was, was the... still when he was alive. He must have been back in 11, the one that I don't have on my spreadsheet. Yeah. Oh, no, wait, there he is in 12. Okay, yeah, so he, he was in 12. Yeah. They, they talked to him in episode 12. I think he just did actually get shipped off to the military. Yeah, so he Maybe. he was he was warehoused for he was warehoused for eight for episodes. Um. Anyway, thanks for listening, everybody. Um, our intro and outro song is "Smooth Passenger" by White Bones. You can go check it out if you like smooth jazz. We also have a Twitter that's at Riverdale Runs and an Instagram which is Riverdale underscore. Oh runs. man, I didn't even tweet during this episode. Uh, and uh, well, fucked up. You're slacking, Jim. That means you have to do two next time. Now I fucked Um, up. Now I fucked up. (laughs) What? What? So, uh, and also we have an email. We have an email. Excuse me. Uh, Wow. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) I unlocked the phone that I had locked mid-horn earlier. Oh, my God. And the horn just resumed. (laughs) I was going to say, I know my grammar is not that great, man, but damn. That's so weird. Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> so our email is artipod at gmail.com. It's A-R-R-T-I-P-O-D at gmail.com. It's our initials. And that should be it. Feel free to contact us and say, hey, because we like to hear things from people. Uh, we we um, do like to hear things from people. Yeah. Yeah. We, we love it. We love that. Uh, so, yeah. And I think since that's it, I guess have a great week. Find joy you can. Um, drink three milkshakes yourself. Yeah. And I, uh, you shouldn't drink three milkshakes. Uh, but right now at McDonald's, they have the Grimace shake, which is purple flavor. Oh, it's not good. Don't. don't. It's, it's like not great. Uh, it's, don't drink It's okay those. at first. I don't know yeah. what flavor it's supposed to be. Is it purple. supposed to be grape? It's supposed to be, I don't know. It's uh, definitely purple. Maybe blueberry. Maybe blueberry. It's. I get. Here's the thing. What my general consensus is, is it's berry cereal flavored like it's like it's it's purple cereal flavored um however i will say if you dip french fries in the grimace shake it kind of maybe tastes like the cousin to a blueberry tart or something like a blueberry pie thing um but that's it (laughs) that's all you can do to that um Anyway, don't fuck by or don't Man, fuck. I was gonna on top of the bed that your friend is hiding. <laughs> gonna tweet the now you fucked up gift from the Riverdale account <laughs> about me Whoops. not tweeting. I mean, you still have can't you find it. One. I can't uh, find shit. it. Anyway, anyway, bye. Goodbye. Bye. Thank you.